0: Who rocks mics and rocks them well, yo? It's the biz, baby, it's the biz. 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 Alright, welcome back to the biz, everyone. Uh it's still a shit show outside, so we just won't talk about that. But welcome to the show, Michael J. Wolf of the band Wolfface. Hey baby, how's it going? <laughs> It's it's going. So we were just talking a little bit about the masks, and what what masks? (laughs) Well, I don't mind wearing
1: them. I'm not like one of those anti-COVID,
0: right? Right. I mean, yeah. You know, you you just you know. But where did you order these things? (laughs) Like, (laughs) let's let's talk in hypotheticals. If if in fact
1: we'll face. War masks when we play as opposed we, to...
0: Yeah, where would Wolfface order a mask?
1: Well, what what would happen is Michael J., when Wolfface first became a, a band, went on Amazon or would have gone on Amazon and ordered as many dumb-looking werewolf masks as he could find. And literally, <laughs> he'd have like 20 masks come to his house, different masks. And you had you had to be careful because there has to be some room for the mouth, right? It can't be like a right. full covering. right? Otherwise, this won't work
0: pre-corona
1: these were the dumbest looking ones so they won so actually my closet i still have like random goofy ass horrible werewolf masks so there's backups well they look totally different though i I don't want i don't want to disappoint my fans consistency is
0: very important
1: exactly and i I respect my fans too much to try to trick them with some false mask (laughs)
0: <laughs> right now, there's a company just waiting, being like, "Should we, should we fold?" And they're like, "I don't know. I think those dudes will order more masks. We just have to hold out. We just have to wait."
1: <laughs> I wish because the company that makes these masks, or would have made these masks hypothetically, I'm gonna start talking like it's real, but we know it's all just hypotheticals. Um, they're called Paper Magic. It's some crazy Chinese company, and we bought out their entire stock of like six masks, and they literally only got- had six correct you can't find them at all anymore in fact the guitarist Rainwolf, he like gotten some weird deep dark web shit trying to find them and found like some store in like cambodia that supposedly had them on the website their website but you can't actually order it anyway so they have a picture and like an order thing on their website but you click the button and you can't it doesn't work so they don't <laughs> exist anymore it really yeah. sucks
0: you got to go to an- another layer of the dark web you got to get real dark
1: Yeah, man. (laughs) That's too (laughs) dark. I can barely work like Zoom, so I'll leave that to Rainwolf to to delve into that
0: darkness. (laughs) Now, the premise of this band is of your life from the movie Teen Wolf.
1: Right, right. Well, the movie was based on my life, my high school experience.
0: Sure, sure. Now, what made you want to just keep, you know... Do the band of the experience of, you know, Teen Wolf the band instead of like the musical?
1: Well, uh you want the real answer, the hypothetical answer?
0: I want the hypothetical answer.
1: Okay. So hypothetically, I was just bored and recorded six songs in my closet and for fun uh, all by myself. And I suck at writing lyrics. And I don't like writing lyrics because I feel like I don't have anything profound or new to say. Sure. And so I don't know how it came about. Maybe Teen Wolf was on TV or something, and I was like, "Fuck, I'll just write about Teen Wolf." And that's how I wrote those songs. That's how the, our original demo was done. How did you get?
0: How did you convince other people to go on this journey?
1: That's a good question. It's it, it's it sounds like I wouldn't have believed it. So I just did that for fun. And I was just giving my, I hadn't been in a band in like over a decade. I didn't ever plan on being in a band again. And I just, just given that demo to my friends and they passed around each other and, and seemed to like it. And one dude I knew who was in a band offers, offered me a show in St. Pete near where we live. And at that point it wasn't a band. It was just me. But I was like, that'd be fun. You know, we'll go play a goofy show. People laugh at us and it'll be like one last hurrah for me and a band. Um, but I knew the drummer from prior bands, uh, Bass player, I've known him since I was 15. And then they knew Rainwolf, the guitar player. Um, the drummer knew him and brought him in. And they were super stoked on it, to my surprise. <laughs> and we played the show thinking everyone would just, the people would just laugh and like hate us, but like at least we'd be having fun. But people seemed to like it, okay? So
0: I decided to continue on with it. I, I mean, it's, it's just what, like, I loved it because. I love all those movies from the 80s. They're just great, you know, and they're just kind of like, especially like during this time where like corona's happening and everything's like super depressing. I can't watch serious movies. I'm like, give me all the National Lampoon, please, as much as possible. And just like, give me all these movies are only like an hour and 20 minutes. It's great. I, I love this. This is awesome. So, you know. Being able to like watch a band that kind of like immortalizes the the movie is just a lot of fun to me, and I'm just like, I love this idea so much. And it it never seems like you run out of material, which is great.
1: Thanks, baby. I mean, I, I guess we're still we've had like several records. I mean, I don't know i I think i don't I think we had like over thirty songs or something,
0: which is unreal.
1: <laughs> yeah, <totally about> it. <laughs> it's weird man so like, it's hard I'm scraping the barrel sometimes trying to figure out what the fuck to write about
0: <laughs> I've always wondered this too like you know with like a band like the Aquabats I've always been like you think that dude wants to like write a real song at some point or he just doesn't want to and like I think about that with Wolfface like do you ever yeah. like write a song that you're just like this isn't about Team Wolf I guess I, I guess this just gets deleted
1: well, yeah, well, <laughs> again, like, I don't like writing lyrics. Like, I hate writing serious lyrics. Yeah. But, like, an, an interesting kind of example of that is the first song on our new record, Still Golden, which is kind of like a slow, emo-y song. I wrote that year a couple of years ago, It never, and I recorded it without words, but never planned on using it for Wolfface. I'm like, this isn't a Wolfface song. So I sent it to a buddy of mine, Jeremy Gloff, who's a mu- musician in the area, and he does, like, a lot of you know uh softer like poppy music it sounded like a song he could use sure and uh he took it i said you can have this song use it if you write lyrics for it great and he wrote like this beautiful song out of it on his cd and he wrote all the lyrics about like a, a friend of his who died and um but i loved it so much and the lyrics have like switched one word around to where it says michael j it becomes a wolf face song and it's about how <laughs> Michael J is still golden. How like, even though people try to drag me down, you know, once they've had enough of me, I'm still golden. I'll always be golden. And so I wrote the, I wrote my brother, buddy, Jeremy, who wrote the lyrics here. I was like, dude, you know, I'd, I'd like to actually do this as a wolf face song. Now I know this is like a serious subject matter. I don't want to like <laughs> offend you by like <laughs> bastardizing it and suddenly making it about this superficial bullshit. <laughs> And he's like, no, fuck that. That's awesome. Like my friend, who the song's about, would have thought that was hilarious. And so it became a wolf face song, when it originally was not a wolf face song.
0: That's so, so good, go, though. Go that's figure. what makes. I mean, that's it's 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 what makes it special. I I just the last episode, which hasn't been up yet, I talked to John from Dead Bars, and we talked right. about like, and I I keep always saying there's things that happen in the Dead Bars universe that are just like. Almost so stupid that you can't make it up, but it's what makes it special. It's like totally. they didn't, you know, it's like this wasn't planned. This just happens this way and it makes it, it makes it cool. Like, I think that, like, you know, obviously you're sitting and writing these songs and figuring it out, but like the more that it can come organically, it doesn't feel as forced.
1: Totally. And it really yeah. does come or- organically. Like, that's why we only put out a record like once every two years or something. I mean, I think we put out like four now. Um, but it's cause I don't sit there and like force myself to write these songs. They literally just kind of come to me after a while. And it's
0: my, I mean, it's my not... favorite is the, is the split that you did with teenagers. Oh, right. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. I think the Thanks. songs on that are really good. Awesome.
1: Thanks dude. Yeah. I don't know if like a lot of people, I, I don't, I feel like when we play shows, we don't play a lot of songs from that one. Cause I don't know if it like caught on with a lot of people, but like the first two songs the like, goddamn this beast and, um, Boof Ain't Too Loose. People like those, I think. The, the rest of the songs, I don't think people, people care about. Oh, the cover and, song we have on there,
0: people like. Th- then that's the thing is, like, the cover song is so good and oh, nice, dude. it's just one of those things where it's like like, how did that come about? Just to be like, well, if we're going to cover a song, this is the song to cover.
1: That's pretty much the rule is, like, if we're going to cover a song, it has to be about wolves or have the word wolf in the title.
0: <laughs> There's not a lot of songs no, no. And I love that song. I love the TV on the
1: radio. Song. Like, that's such a, I've always loved that song. And it just like, I don't know why, maybe I was just listening to it and I was like, fuck, if, I, like, if we just played it a little faster, like it'd be a fun ass song to play. And it is. I love it. It's fun. There's just
0: like no other perfect song for Wolfface to cover. True. Well, <laughs> yeah. on the new
1: record, we covered a Mumford & Sons song. That song, The Wolf. I don't know if you've heard it. Um, and I'm not a Mumford and & Son's, and Sons fan, but a buddy of mine who like worked for Hard Rock. Well, he's not. He's, he's kind of a friend of mine now. He's really a Wolfface fan, but he like does all like their like big concerts and stuff. So he yeah. knows those dudes, and he's always preaching Wolfface. And he's like, "Dude, you need to cover this song so I can play it for them." So I just demoed it, and he played it for those guys, and like they loved it, and um, or they said they did. I don't know. And um, so I we be- put be- it out. So it's called it. The
0: Wolf. Perfect, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That's awesome. Uh, I worked at Hard Rock in the merch department for a couple of years, maybe a oh, year. That, was that horrible? It's terrible. <laughs> I can't I imagine. It. I came on, I had come off of a tour, I think with Big D and the kids table. When I came, I and have a job. And I like walked into the Hard Rock merch department. I said, I only know about selling t-shirts. Can I have a job? And they were like, yeah, we need people here. Absolutely. Like immediately. And I was like, cool. And they're like, it gets really busy. And I was like, I've, I've done really busy. This is easy. This is like so much easier. And it was super easy. And all the shirts are terrible. And...
1: Who <laughs> doesn't buy some Hard Rock shirt anymore, I guess? Dude, I mean, it's all
0: tourists. It's all tourists. Like everyone when I told when I worked there, I was like, I work at Hard Rock. They're like, where is there a Hard Rock in Boston? I'm like, it's literally in Copley, like downtown. They're like, I've never seen it. And it's like, yeah, because you don't go looking for it. Like, it's See, all yeah, tourists. Thought-
1: I thought so you know I thought people went to Boston to go visit the famous Boston Hard Rock.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that job sucked. It was terrible. Um and when it was time to close, the TVs played that uh, that fucking meatloaf song Paradise by Anything the Dashboard Light. No, the other, Paradise by the Dashboard Light, which is, like, super long. It's, like, 15 minutes. It's terrible. <laughs> Fuck yeah, <it> is. <laughs> <laughs> And I would just, like, sit there and, like, it, while I was getting towards closing, it was just, like, we hadn't had customers for hours. And then, like, a Hive song would come on and be like, thank God this happened. <laughs> Dude, what, what years did you work for them? Was
1: it, like, recently?
0: No, this was probably around 2008,
1: 2009, okay. Because yeah. I was gonna say, a Wolfface vi- our, our video for "I Want to Be a Homo Sapien" is on that feed.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> a, that dude that from the Hard Rock who's a Wolfface fan got it on their feed, and so sometimes people will send me pictures. It hadn't happened in a year or so now, but one time someone sent me a picture there at like the Hard Rock in Barcelona, and it came on. They took a, took a picture of it. So like we were like ru- helping ruin people's meals all over the Seriously. world, I
0: guess. That is so wild. Like, so the thing that happened to me at the hard rock that kind of like, I was like, I need to quit this job was there was so many instances, but at one point the manager of hard rock learned that I work for dropkick Murphys and he was like, dude, I love that band. And I was like, yep, we're in Boston. A lot of people love that band. And he's like, so what do you do for them? Are you like, you go on the road? I was like, sometimes, but like, I'm not the main guy. I just like help out selling merch. Cause like yeah. they sell a shitload of merch and I've been around for a long time as like, always been like the helper guy, like whatever is needed. He was like, I would love to get a piece of memorabilia for the hard rock. And I was like, I'll see. I mean, there, I was like, the practice space is like, so there's so much shit there there's so there's there's so much leftover shit and broken Not instruments bad. i was like yeah we'll we'll find something so i told my friend sean who was their main merch guy at the time and he was like i'll look then see what's there and so he found like a broken bazooki which i didn't know what that was but it's kind of like a banjo mandolin type okay. instrument. uh it's it's <laughs> no one should play it, but they have one song with a bazooka on it
1: somewhere on their deep cuts. Apparently, yeah, and it
0: was it was like this broken thing, and so like my buddy just was like, here you go and so I brought it to work and I was like uh, here it is, and he was like, wow, you got this? So I was like, yeah, man, it's like it's broken, like, I don't know what you want to do with it, but it's here, he's like well, maybe we can get them to like play here, and like it'll be awesome, and I was like I don't know how you can make that happen. I was like, well, here's the contact for like the manager. Like you can talk to their manager. I'm out of this situation. I was like, I don't, I don't know. And he's like, well, maybe we can like try to tie it in with like the Leary Foundation um, firefighter fundraiser that we do every year. Apparently, they were doing this fundraiser every year that they wouldn't like. There'd be like, we raised $2,000 or like $1,500. i am like, you're the hard rock. That's like bad numbers. That's <laughs> yeah, terrible. <laughs> I think like Rebuilder or Wolfface could do that. Probably. Exactly. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, yeah, like we had the biggest one last year. We raised like 1500 And like the pin collectors would come out because there's a whole pin like, uh, you know culture in hard rock and stuff so yeah i was like sure okay like i was like here's the contact because he's like he had then had to go through hard rock like officially to be like we have this piece of memorabilia like put it in the catalog that we have this and we need a plaque and everything somehow this guy pulled it off in talking to the manager and the band was like yeah we'll come and play and raise money for the firefighters and like you know it'll be a free thing And we'll have a silent auction. We'll bring a bunch of stuff that we have to sell. So it became this big thing. They raised so much, I think they raised something like over 20 grand or like 20 grand for the Lear Foundation. So it was like this big deal. And I was like, you know, the boss was like, this is so great. I'm so excited this is happening. And then I was put on the shift to work the retail store that day. And I was like, "Uh, I don't want to work the retail store that day. Like I'm going to be working for them that day. Right. And there's like, no, 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 we can't, like, you, we need you. Like, you can still kind of hop around. And I was like, okay. And then I remember I kept getting in trouble for like leaving the retail store. And I was like, I, dude, I told you that. Like, and I was like, no one's buying a t shirt today. Like, this right. place is packed with Dropkick fans and everyone's drinking and you're raising money. And then our boss went up there and he was like, man, right be- before these guys take the stage, I just want to thank all these people for making this happen. And he thanked so many people and didn't thank me. And I was <laughs> oh like, my God. this is bullshit. You're still, you're still this helper <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, Jesus. this is bullshit. I was like, I was, I was like, so I got pissed about it and I didn't say anything. And then like, I was looking through this employee thing and it was like, employees can get $500 and a bright idea pin. If they come up with some great idea for the hard rock. And I was like, I want $500 and that. pin. Yeah, no shit. I could flip that pin on eBay. It's not like everyone gets that pin. And I like, I didn't say anything for a week, but I was pretty like spiteful. And then like, I said something to the boss. I was like, Hey man, like do I get the bright idea pin? Cause this thing wouldn't be on the wall unless I brought it to you. Right. And he was like, oh, "That's really only if like you create like a new sandwich or a new drink, like it's not <laughs> really for this." And
1: and a so sandwich. I, what the fuck's that going to do? Yeah, for anybody? man.
0: It was fucked. And, and I was just like, "Okay." And then I just like after that, I was like, "I this place sucks. <laughs> I just like. <laughs> I was like, I knew it sucked, but like, I can't believe I just like brought them this like thing and the biggest event they've had here ever, ever. Jesus and it was just like, it was just like, yeah, man, I, I don't know. We're you're on the schedule. Get back to work. <laughs> well, that's sweet. Now the
1: charity is getting fifteen hundred bucks a year again.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. So <sighs> you had told me about some biz things that happen regarding your drummer, which like <laughs> not to pick on your drummer or anything, but like, this is like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing with the, my
1: drummer Wolf Fart is uh, we're the only two guys in the band who will butt heads at times. I and mean, we're such like, the only reason everyone needs one.
0: We... You need one to
1: butt heads. Ex- with. Exactly. I've never been in a band with as little drama as Wolf Face, to be honest with you. But, they're all, yeah, there always has to be, like, two kind of conflicting heads in the room, and that's us. I love the kid to death, and we get along great, but we butt heads at times. And uh, so, yeah, there's some kind of inter- I was thinking of one I didn't tell you about, Sal, was when we played in Alabama uh, a couple years ago. Do you know the band uh, Handsome Scoundrels? Yes. They're from. Uh, we, we They set up a show for us up there, and uh, we played with them. And it was a fun little show. And it was freezing cold outside. And so after we played, we weren't the last band. We were like the second to last band. Uh, we unload and we start loading the bands, freezing out there. And we're all still in our basketball gear and stuff. And Wolf Fart's nowhere to be found, right? And his drums are just sitting on the side of the stage, completely like unbroken down, you know? And we're trying yeah. to get everything loaded up. And so I'm like, where the fuck is this asshole? So I go up. There's like this, like, actually really nice, like, dressing room area upstairs. I go up there. and He's all toasty, getting changed, (laughs) feeling good, you know, about life. And I was like, you motherfucker, like, you you break your shit down. We're getting the van loaded up. We're freezing our ass off, doing everything. He's like, well, that was cold. (laughs) It's like, no shit, you're cold. We're all cold. And so we got, we started jawing back and forth. So I just threw a fit and I storm back downstairs. I take his drums and I just piece by piece throw them across the street outside the club. One by one. Throw it. Throw the fucking bass drum. Fuck you. <laughs> and uh meanwhile, the the sad part of the story is the drums actually belong to our bass player, Good Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really punishing the Goodwolf. Um but then Wolf art comes down and sees what I did and starts having to throw in a fit and gets in my face and like he was we were about to like punch each other. Well I was waiting for him to punch me because like he was like pissed. And I was pissed were, you, were you
0: guys in still wolf face gear at this point? I
1: was. I'm sitting there <laughs> yelling in a parking lot in my undies, my yellow undies and shit. He was nice and toasty in his his changed clothes. You know that that made me even more mad. You know, but at, right when he's about to punch me, some dude like I don't know who he was, but he was like an angel from from the heavens. He comes over with a, a weed vape pen, and at the time I had never vaped. I never. I didn't smoke that much at all, um, and I never vaped weed. And he just sticks it in my mouth and makes me take a puff. I take a puff, and then Wolfart takes a puff, and like we so quickly turn that argument (laughs) around. Suddenly, it's like, what are we fighting about? (laughs) And it it cured the problem, so we didn't punch each other, thank God. Because he probably is tight. What's that?
0: Weed is tight.
1: It is tight. (laughs) I'm pretty stoked (laughs) on it now these days because I I realize it brings peace to the world and our. uh, Interpersonal relationships.
0: But that wasn't the end of that drum set.
1: Yeah, like, that's right. That's right. There was
0: no- so, you know, one, we've established that Wolfhart does not have his own drums. They belong to your bass player. Which, you know, sometimes band members just don't have their own gear. True. It happens, you know, and we're more than happy to like lend a hand and share. And usually, the person who is borrowing is super respectful of that gear, and they're like, Oh, it's not mine, I should <laughs> be think. super careful. <laughs> you would think <laughs> that's always think. how it works out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what so. ultimately end up happening to these drums,
1: yeah? So, later on, we played a show like it was like in Miami or something, which is across the, on the other side of the state from us. And uh, for some reason, he had to drive separately in his car because. I don't know. He had to work or something. So the rest of us go over there on the in the van and um, Wolfhart drives a separate car and he has the drums in there, which aren't his drums. And in Miami, like some seedy spot in Miami, like there's a lot of seedy areas in Miami. He finds like a little like side of the road sandwich shop and thinks it's a good idea to just pull up and go get a sandwich. And does he lock his car? No, because he's just running in. So there's no reason to lock your car if you're just running for a quick Sammy, right? Right. so he he gets his sandwich. He gets back in his car. He's driving, enjoying his sandwich. Looks at his rearview mirror. And suddenly he can see out the rearview mirror, out out the rearview window. It used to be blocked by drums. And drums are gone. They got stolen at the Sammy shop in Miami. Weren't even his drums. So our bass player had to buy another drum set. No,
0: (laughs) he did.
1: He did. And get this. This is the funniest part. The rims on the Tom... And the bass drum don't match. And Wolf Fart made some comments about that. Like, I wish these kind of matched. <laughs> I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, those aren't your, your the drums. Fuck?
0: And you Holy got them stolen.
1: <laughs> so it was a classic Wolf Fart move, but he is a sweet kid. He actually is a very considerate person. Um, usually. Really? Sometimes, well, I'm not, I'm not giving good examples, but he is actually a, a, a real good guy. You um, know, it's just, it's,
0: sometimes these things just happen, you know? Yeah. Sometimes they're just not your drums.
1: Not to me, not to you, I'm sure, but to some people, you know? I don't know.
0: I mean, there was, when Rebuilders started, I owned every gear that was in the room. Oh, really? I was like, yeah, I mean, like, I grew up playing drums, so like, my drum set is is in the practice space. It's still the the drums set that everyone uses because I'm not going to play drums in a band. I go there. I was and watching you own. play
1: drums on your Instagram. I was watching you. Yeah. You're you're good, dude.
0: Dude, I like. I grew up playing drums. I consider drums like my main instrument, but I just like. I hate setting up drum kits and I don't, don't want to be in a band setting up a drum kit every day. And then like yeah. for, I was a drum tech for a while. I used to get paid for that. And I was like, why would I want to set up a drum set for free? Fuck that.
1: <laughs> and then you're like, it's no fun being stuck behind it. I wouldn't think like while you're playing. No,
0: no. I, I, I like, I would like fill in for someone, or like every like if I if I was in a band that like twice a year we played a show on drums, I'd be like this rules, but like that's about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's no fun. You can't show off your slick suit, you know, playing drums. No, you can't. You know, it's about I owned you know I owned all the gear. Like I remember seeing a bass amp on Craigslist for a hundred bucks, like head and cab. I was like, bought it. I had two guitar cabs and two heads and. I was just like, I own everything. Like, I'll just find people to play, and it's fine. Well, you know? well now
1: on Rebuilder, I, 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 there's, there's two of you, including you, that are the main constant throughout
0: Rebuilder, right? Yeah, me and Daniel, the bass player. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: But the other, there's been kind of a revolving door in the other spots.
0: Yeah, Brandon, who is our drummer, um, it was like, he... Had played guitar in, my, in like other bands that we had made. We've been in bands together since high school. So he's easy to flip-flop if he like jumps over to guitar, jumps over to bass. And he can't always tour. So then it was just like one of those things. Like I never wanted the band to be something where it would just be too hard of a burden for everyone to like yeah. have to always be there. Like I always want to be there. But if someone can't be there, it's like, well, let's just figure it out. You know, like. We'll, 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 we'll find someone who wants to be there or we'll just like, you know, like someone will fill in for this. And I, I remember just like, there were shows that I saw of bands that are like huge bands, like someone wasn't there and it still went on. And I was just like, yeah, I don't, I think I used to hold so much of being like, this is exactly who needs to be here at all times. I mean, I would like everyone to be there, but. That's not my decision. I can't control that. I don't pay anyone. So it's not like I can like be like, don't go to work, man. You know, like do this rock and roll, we'll pay the bills. It does yeah, no <laughs> <Yeah>. it.
1: <shit. laughs> but dude, that's a good point. And that's, it's even easier to have that revolving door. If your band happens hypothetically to wear masks, cause like we've had, like, I have, I've had some, a dude sub in for me for, I think it was one show really yeah and it's this dude we know and uh and he's such a cool guy like he can sing all the songs he probably does them better than i do and uh so like he he subbed in for me i don't think anyone even cared or noticed <laughs> you know?
0: dude that's so amazing yeah. i mean i
1: don't <laughs> I, I i
0: don't particularly like
1: it because i like being involved in it but right I'm not, it's better than like dipping out on a show you know
0: but the fact that it can happen without you is just so good that's totally. called a franchise
1: Dude, we're on the same wavelength, man. (laughs) Do you you remember a band called Manor Astro Man? Were you ever into them? Yeah. Yeah. I love Manor Astro Man. And I don't know if you remember, but like in the late 90s, they did a a Manor Astro Man clone tour where they had like five different Manor Astro Man bands touring the country in different areas. They had the same shtick, the same costumes. And uh, one was like an all-female band. And one of the clone bands came to Orlando. I was living in Orlando at the time. And I went to see them, and I was kind of like, oh, geez, it's not the real Man or Astro Man. some fucking fake Man or Astro Man yeah. cover man. But it was just as awesome as Man or Astro Man. I've seen Man or Astro Man several times. So, yeah, that's
0: yeah. sick. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Do you want to – we'll chat about uh, maybe a Boston-area franchise if you're interested, Sal. The old the only problem is the, if hypothetically those masks are impossible to find. Uh, so dude,
0: I, that's the thing. It's like the buy-in cost for your own Wolf-A franchise. It's like, it's going to be years before you find the masks. Yeah, I know. That's problem. We have to find a 3D printer. <laughs> do
1: they do that? Will they make rubber masks? Dude, I don't know. I'm not. It's,
0: it's 2020. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> we sent someone to the moon recently, I heard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anything's
0: possible. Right. I mean, like the fact that you can't buy your own wolf face mask on your site is like, what are we doing here?
1: That's a shame. It is a shame. Um, and people have talked, and people have asked about like, you can, like, have you ever like thought about finding like a makeup artist, like who does movie stuff to make them? And I'm like, well, yeah, but what are they going to charge? Like a thousand dollars. I mean,
0: yeah. Wolf, fuck face, that. You
1: know, <laughs> wolf face pays a lot. You know, I have like five hot tubs at my house, but, I don't have the extra money for extra, like, expensive masks, you know? Yeah, you can't
0: throw it back into inspe- expensive masks. That doesn't do anything for you.
1: Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> now, you know, speaking of merch, um, Wolfface has had some good merch. Oh, thanks, dude. There was a cover set that you guys did in Florida at Fest <laughs> yeah. for, for the Misfits. Oh, yeah. Um. And you said that that shirt was supposed to not have your band name on it.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That wasn't me. That was that was Wolf Fart. The drummer oh right. right,
0: right.
1: <laughs> and that's that, that's the biz pro tip of the night. If you're gonna make a band shirt, unless you're Nike, put the band name on it somewhere. Right? Do so you agree How did this out. how
0: did this conversation go down?
1: Well, so we're doing the cover set, Misfits cover set, which is like the dream a dream come true. And uh the drummer Wolf fart he's actually in design like he did he's a very good designer and so i was like dude make a fucking misfit shirt so he designs like the misfit skull i have a real one here you know just like the, the misfit skull we and know what puts it a, looks like. yellow because most of us wear yellow headbands but puts a yellow headband at the top of the skull and he shows it to us and i was like dude that's rad man but now you got to right wolf face in the misfit spot above it's like no man we're not gonna do that everyone will know like they'll see this they'll see the you know, it's like basically acting like it's a fucking Nike swoosh. You know, I bring up Nike again because that was my argument. I'm like, we're not fucking Nike, dude. People, we, you're making Misfits t-shirts. I'm not in the business of making Misfits t-shirts. I, I, I'm in the business of getting our name somewhere out there to anyone right. who will see it. <laughs> you know? And we had this knock. We had a, We were screaming at each other in the studio. And meanwhile, Rainwolf Wolf and, and Goodwolf are our bass player, they're, you know, they're Switzerland. They're off chatting about cartoons or something, trying to stay out of it. And I got so pissed, man. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like, this is the dumbest fucking thing. Because he had already made one shirt without our name on it. It's the one that says, uh, put me in coach on second thought, go fuck yourself. And it has a right, picture right. of like my little image. And I was like, look, I, 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 I gave you one, man. You got one shirt without our fucking name on it. You're not doing it again. And finally, he folded, and, added, and it looked so much better, dude. And, and that shit sold out like so quick and festive. It probably, you know, like people
0: you need loved it. to have your band name. It's just, it's a thing, and you just right. need to have it. I understand right. that sometimes you look at things and aesthetically, you're like, "This is sick without the band name," but like, you have to. You just have probably. to. And, and that's how it was because he's a designer minded type of guy, you know. And so he's
1: like, "This aesthetically, it looks cool," and that's like what most what's most important to him. To me, I'm just like the dope on the street. Like no one's gonna stop them and say, "Oh, is that a wolf face shirt?" They're gonna say, "Cool misfit shirt." What the fuck's right. with the yellow rubber band around its right. head? Right, you know? <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, yeah, but was, here's was... the thing:
0: he's not the only one that ha- like. This is not the first time I have heard of bands wanting to not put their band name on it. What other <laughs> band did that? Okay, so there was a band that I, one of the first bands I ever worked for. Um, was this band from boston called kicked in the head and okay. they were great and um the first time i i think i ever toured down to florida was actually with them because they were friends with that band the spit valves and oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's how i knew them because the they they brought the spit valves up to boston when i was in high school and the spit valves brought them to kick to florida was this like so, early 2000s yeah yeah okay. early 2000s and uh the band's been long gone and they decided to do some reunion shows. And I remember this, you know, the singer was like, you know, we're, what should we do for merch? And I remember their drummer didn't want to do any merch at all. He was like, I don't think we should do anything. And I was like, well, there's, there's, Making a shitload of t-shirts and then making none and there's somewhere in between that you need (laughs) what you need to do. I said, make your classic t-shirt. They had a t-shirt that just said kick in the head in like kind of bloody letters and it had a hand in the back like this. And it said East Coast rock and roll louder, faster, more distortion. Everyone had that shirt. And I was like, make the classic shirt, bring it back. And he was like, I don't know. Everyone has that. I said they did like, but they're like fatter now. And, like, you know, like, yeah, man. and that shirt disintegrated, like for a lot of people, like make the classic. Everyone wants the classic shirt again, you know, and he was like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe we'll do that. But I want to make a new design, too. And I was like, all right, like, yeah, you can make a new design, but like have the classic shirt. I don't remember what we got in the end, but I know we didn't get the classic shirt at all. Like I showed up for the show that day and I like pulled out the merch no classic t-shirt whatsoever. And everyone that came up to the merch table that day, was like, do you still have the hand shirt? And I was like, yeah, we don't have that. Are you fucking kidding? Of course. (laughs) And the shirt that we did have, which like, again, like the singer is like a graphic designer and he makes great stuff. Aesthetically, this looked awesome. It was a matchbook, like an open matchbook with all the matches had been like, uh, flamed out so like they were like black and like crinkling and then it just said kith like k-i-t-h that's it just kith i was like (laughs) this shirt doesn't say your band name on it he's like what it says kith i was like that's (laughs) not your band name though and he's like no but it's fine like everyone gets everyone will get it dude that shirt didn't sell well that night because people were like this isn't the classic shirt and like what is this match I don't understand what this is so like if I saw this t-shirt like in like the supreme clothing rack I'd I'd get it I'd be like right. yeah this makes sense this is a supreme shirt right? Totally. <laughs> but it's not and no one knew what it was including myself I was just like yeah this looks cool but it's not a good band shirt. Dude, it's
1: like if we don't learn from history, we're we're bound to repeat it, right? And what's the worst selling wolf face shirt thus far? The one without our band name on it that says put me in, coach on Second Thought, go fuck yourself. That's the one we have plenty of sizes left. <laughs> Everything else is sold to shit. <laughs> so if you want to buy a wolf face shirt that doesn't say wolf face anywhere on it, I'm your guy. We have all sizes left. <laughs> so, a lesson for everyone out there. The biz. Pro tip.
0: <laughs> now, you know, marketing your band, obviously, we all do the same thing. We get, you know, we put out records. You put out art that, like, looks good. You put up music videos. You hope people will watch it. But, with Wolfface's approach, it's not even diving into the Wolfface catalog of things that you can use because there's so much. With yeah. Wolfface, you decided to just make fun and parody Metallica. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's... Why? Uh, the, the, it, it, was, it was birthed by
1: our music video for the song um, Death to Wolf Posers, um, which can only be found on Pornhub now. So if you Google Wolfface Pornhub, our music video comes up because it's been banned from YouTube and all that other stuff. So um, we want to make a music video for the song. And Wolf Fart, my drummer, and I were texting back and forth between with our friend Danny Del Purgatorio, who lives in Chicago. He's this dude who he does production now. He's like super like talented, like uh, movie producer, you know, commercial producer. And uh he wanted we want him to do a video for us. And I didn't have any ideas. And so we're, I'm in this text thread and Wolfart, again, being the design aesthetic guy, had all these like artsy fartsy ideas that like to me are just boring. Like I, if I want to watch a music video more than once, it has to like make me laugh. I, I, right, it it right. doesn't. If it looks cool, great. I'll watch it once. And I have no desire to watch it again. Right. And so I was kind of getting frustrated with his ideas because I didn't like any of them and my lack of ideas. And I don't know how it came in my head, but I texted in the thread, I said, Look, just take that stupid ass fucking Metallica video where they're playing in the prison with that horrible drum sound, and just literally paste our song over it. And, except do one other thing: in the beginning of the video, they're like it shows Metallica like signing into the prison. It's all intense, like oh they're getting they're in danger now, and, and it shows like them signing this logbook. And I was like, it's, all I want you to do is go into that with that scene and where they're signing, make it look like instead of signing their name, they're drawing like a big dick right <laughs> and so so my buddy dan Chicago was like okay great and so he, he goes with, he contacts me like a week later i'm like greg how many dicks in this video is too many dicks and i said there's no such thing as too many dicks dan <laughs> you have a good idea you run with it. i trust your vision and that motherfucker like a month later sent me the the rough cut of the video and it's like my favorite thing in the world still and i, I like i know that's like me saying like my my child is the most beautiful baby in the world but this, this time is true because he made Metallica, like, sucking each other off, eating each other's shit, getting cummed all over. You know, it's, like, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And so ever since then, I, like, had this, like, fake, like, Metallica feud. And uh, we even made stickers. Have you ever seen our stickers, Sowers? I have one of them. <laughs> oh, sweet. Where it's, like, the wolf face in the Metallica in quotes. Or it just says Metallica in quotes. It yeah. says Dash and Wolf face. Because you can't sue us if it's something we said, right? <laughs> That's, like... That's public domain or something, so right?
0: Have you ever gotten like any blowback from like Metallica's people or anything, or it's just like, it's not under dude. the radar? I'm
1: begging for it, man. Like what, what better way for us to stop being a band than getting a hard cease and desist, you know, <laughs> like uh, the only p- person we've gotten blow the- my other feud is with, uh, Mike and Stella and. He's gotten back to us a little bit, but nothing like threatening to sue us or anything. Like just, nah, just but talking he, shit. he
0: loves to argue on Twitter, so he's like waiting for it.
1: Oh, really? Okay, so I don't know. I don't know at all. <laughs> I just know I hate him. <laughs> 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 but yeah, nothing from Metallica. I'm begging for something from Lars. And in fact, I don't know if you've ever seen, you probably haven't, but I have, a, uh, I, I'm, sometimes I'll make a custom action figures. Um, oh, you
0: made the drumstick for Lars.
1: Yeah, you ever see that? It's like a the turd <laughs> with the drumstick sticking out. Yeah. I sold it on eBay, and uh, for like sixty bucks or something, I think. That's
0: <laughs> so good.
1: That's so, so yeah. My, good. my feud continues, but I, I think it's a one-sided feud. Feud, unfortunately, unless Metallica's
0: I, just too scared. I hope he's seen it. I hope Lars saw that and it was just like I can't even address this. I like, hope, if he, I, hope like so I, I hope he was like, dude. He's like, if I address this, I just give it way too much credibility, and I exactly. Can't.
1: <laughs> and that's why I'm praying he does address some one of them because, like, then like that's instant like more press for it, you know. But yeah, you're amazing. right.
0: Amazing. It would be like, so good. What does good. he get out of it?
1: He's just gonna make us. Way more popular than we are. by, yeah, by bitching like
0: about it. What does he say? Like he's like, can you not draw dicks on me? <laughs> <laughs> I figure you'd have some like serious like speech
1: about like how how that was like a serious matter and they are play, pre- playing playing to these prisoners who we haven't seen in the light of day, like some like serious bullshit. Like that whole video was so dumb. Like it's metallic- so stupid.
0: It's so oh, stupid. so stupid. It, these fucking. It, it, uh-
1: I, ass just, millionaires. I
0: loved that you guys like i remember like playing it and i was like am i watching the right video like i was <laughs> like this is like high production for this band and then like as it started i was like oh my god i this is this is genius this <laughs> dude is thanks so dude
1: <laughs> well one thing one the, one thing i was kind of worried about was like i didn't really have any delusions that it would like become a big like worldwide phenomenon for a video or anything but a lot of those dude, the dudes in the video are real prisoners and like, they're probably out by now, some of them. And we're like drawing, like making them suck each other off and like jerky. Like if one of them happened to stumble upon it, they probably wouldn't be super stoked about it. And uh, they probably come after yours
0: truly. But, you know, but again, they'd, 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 they'd have to like address it. And I don't think anyone wants to.
1: But I think they would just address it privately with a shiv. That's what I'm scared of. Like, I I'm not worried about them going to the newspaper. What are they going to do?
0: Keep looking around for a wolf in their area? Like, dude, they have no idea what you guys look like at all. That's a good point.
1: But if you see me getting stabbed at the next fest, that's, it's probably one of those dudes about like a, you know, a bald, like, uh, you know, gang member.
0: Yeah, and be like, well, he had it coming. <laughs> I, I have to agree
1: as i'm diving, like i figured this would happen <laughs> see you sal here's here's my mask
0: carry on carry on the legacy of franchising it to you for free yeah and then i just put it on and it's like <laughs> I, you would with the, the beat yeah exactly people be like yeah I think they used to have another singer I don't know yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the, the audience just starts dancing on my dead body as you take over <laughs> no, no one <laughs> gives a shit <laughs> like, he had it coming
0: <laughs> that's awesome that's so good I love that um, the one not nearly as fucking great as that but the first year that we were a band um, no, it was, it was probably the second year we were doing, we were, we did rock and roll in America. We recorded that and we were like, we need, we need to put out a music video. By The way, new
1: song you all released today, the new song you dropped is sick.
0: sick. Oh, thank you. That Sorry was a lot of fun to do. No, it's fine. I'm glad you, I'm glad you dig it. Um, Davis. so like the PR company that had been hired by like the record label, which makes that sound so much more douchey than it is. Um, But like they, you know, it it was, it was actually James Goodson who plays in, he had that band hold tight and he's from Virginia. Yeah. Great dude. But like, I remember he was like working the record and we were a new band. So it's like hard to get people to like give any press on a new band. And I kept being like, can you please like try to get us like in these big publications stuff? And he's like, they're not going to say yes. And I was like, well, fucking try anyway. And they wanted like a music video. And I was like, okay, we got to shoot a video. And we had been in Manhattan, I think. And our buddy said he would shoot a music video for us, but he was like, I can shoot it. I have all this really expensive equipment, but it can't really leave like the facility in Manhattan. He's like, I can't like take it and we can't like travel like far with it. And I was like, okay, I don't know what we can do then. But like, let's like meet up and like talk about it. I was like, I'll book us a show in like Manhattan and like Jersey. And then like, we'll be up there for the weekend. We can kind of like figure this out. And he, he he works for a living ma- making like videos and small, like documentaries and stuff. And now he's working in VR world and he's like super successful. And I remember I was like, dude, how much do I have to pay you for this? And he was like, I don't know, like whatever you want. And he's like, I know you guys don't have shit. And I was like, yeah, we yeah. don't. <laughs> so I remember being like, you know what? There's that taco shop that's right next to your building, it's super good. Why don't we just set up the table in there? And just, it's just us eating tacos. Like, that's the whole video. It's just us eating as many tacos as we possibly can. Just, like, shoving it in our mouth. And he's like, (laughs) okay. So, like, he got, like... I was like heaven. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, this is great. And, like, the shot is so good, too. It's, like, one of my favorite press photos, too, that I don't really use a lot anymore. Because um, there's people just not in the band in that picture. But, like, I... (laughs) Well... I remember like we went in there and I don't think I even asked them. I think I was just like, yeah, I'll just order all these tacos. And it was like a lot. And they're like, cool. And then like, I was like, is it cool if we just set up the table? And they're like, I was like, we're going to film. And they're like, okay. And we just started the song on like, I think like someone's phone. And my friend (laughs) filmed it. And we did this, like, a couple of times. And he had, like, brought, like, the high-speed slow-mo camera, too. So it's just, like, it's just, like, a two-minute song of, like, us just shoving tacos in our face. And the whole backdrop is all just a wall of hot sauces that you can buy there. And they thought, like, the staff thought it was hilarious. They loved it. They are like, this is so funny. What's this for? And we're, like, it's just our stupid band. And we sent the video to the pr guy and like to james and he was like this is terrible i how am i supposed to work with this like who's going to play there's no website that wants this video he was right (laughs) nobody wanted that video um but i thought it was fucking hilarious and i was like this is fun i was like videos are so stupid like who cares it's just us eating tacos like you're entertained for like two minutes i remember we came back a week later for something i don't remember why it was so close together but i wanted to take press photos and i was like let's go take press photos in the taco shop and yeah. like we walked in and the lady instantly recognized this was like the taco guys <laughs> <laughs> well there's like what would have been a better video
1: you guys playing in a practice space that like people do all the time and that's nothing against that but it's like I don't know. I feel like I, I need something better than that to even want to put the effort out. Right.
0: Right. Or different. Right. I
1: mean, n- noshing a shitload of tacos and using that for like a press photo, as opposed to every press photo where the drummer's looking this way. Everyone else is looking straight. One person has all those in press photos, dudes and bands. Uh, one dude has their arms like this, <laughs> like this arm straight and the other ones. No one ever stands like that in real life.
0: No. Have you ever noticed no. that? Yeah. I've always wanted press- to send press press photos of just like not us. <laughs> that <makes it> <laughs> you know, like like the press photos just like fucking tall skinny white dudes and be like this is Rebuilder. Here you go. That's so awesome. <laughs> or
1: just say, like minor threat or something. Like yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, here like, you go. Or someone more underground like I don't know Madball. I I I was in a band once and we got into a battle of the bands by submitting a mad ball tape, but we just like dubbed it and put our name on it. <laughs> so they thought we were mad ball. <laughs> and then we just got up there and played our shit.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. great. Sick man. Well, I'll I think this is enough material for sure. And Sweet. I wanna thank you for coming on the Biz. I'm gonna hit stop recording, but we'll we'll keep talking after this right. about dark. Right, brother. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the Biz, baby. <laughs> yeah, absolutely man. Thank you for checking out this episode of The Biz. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe on wherever you listen and leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. You can follow The Biz on Instagram at Sal Ellington. You can buy merch at thebizbaby.square.site. If you'd like to donate to The Biz on Venmo, it's at Sal Ellington. Thank you for your support. We'll see you on the next episode.